0: C's may get degrees, but how would you know your 4's will open doors? My name is Tom and on the podcast today we are asking how would you know if your GPA will matter after uni? Hello and welcome to the USQ podcast asking the big questions of the people in the know. I'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional owners of these lands, the Jagara, Yugara and Ugarables peoples of Ipswich and Springfield where this podcast is recorded as Keepers of ancient knowledge and whose cultures and customs continue to nurture this land I also pay respect to elders past present and future Now someone who knows a thing or two about what employers want is Rowan Holland uh, Who is the general manager and co-founder of ReadyGrad Thanks for joining us on the podcast Rowan
1: Sure thanks for having me It's good to be here
0: Yeah fantastic now, uh, Would you mind explaining what you do at ReadyGrad and your work in the career employability space?
1: Sure. So, um, as you mentioned on the GM employability at ReadyGrad. So, um, I spent a long time doing graduate, running graduate recruitment and development programs within corporate, um, and now it's much more about sharing expertise and insights around um, students' journey around employability and, and navigating things like recruitment process and then transitioning into uh, work life. So. Work with, uh, partner with a lot of universities around Australia generally, um, doing a range of things from workshops to online learning programs to um, sort of recruitment simulations and things like that to prepare those students in the best way.
0: Sounds like some fantastic work. And you must uh, get in contact with a lot of students uh, during your work. What are the biggest concerns that some students have coming fresh out of university about employment?
1: Yeah, obviously there's not a job for everyone. That's that's the first thing so it is a competitive environment and we all know that um the most recent statistic um in the destination survey that that comes up annually is that around a third of graduates who have say completed last year are still unemployed in in you know march or april of the following year say this year so um with that being said we know it's a competitive market but what we also know is that there's a lot of companies recruiting graduates it's a fairly much a you know big industry all on its own so i think it's a lot about yeah there's some anxiousness and anxiety but i I, from a student point of view i often think it's more about you know students not being aware of things like um how to how to find those where those roles are how to then navigate the process to apply and, and be selected within them so probably a bit of both um just a bit of maybe not knowing the journey and also um, you know, once they're in that process is maybe not being able to navigate that as best as they
0: could. As students, they would go through a bit of the the process and journey even before they get to that uh, graduate stage and looking for those jobs and um, I guess GPA might play a factor into that. Now, as a professional who is involved with the career employability space, how much does the cliche C's get degrees make your skin crawl? (laughs)
1: These get degrees. Uh, Yeah, so it it is a bit of a misconception definitely now. Sort of years ago, GPA um, I think was a bit more king in that whole selection process. And there's definitely some industries or or job types where GPA um, is highly valued. Um, Really, the, the, the... You know, as a background as a graduate employee myself, and now in sort of sharing insights around this exact kind of topic with students currently, is that GPA is one of about four or five factors that are probably equally weighted. Um, So, GPA, along with other things like extracurricular work experience, um, and even, you know, leadership um, and communication skills, are commonly the evenly weighted areas. um, And that's quite a generalization, but it's much more common that it's a spread of those skills and and having um, skills and experience in all of those areas and some level of performance in gpa that is what employers are looking for
0: yeah right so would you recommend even putting your gpa on a resume like is that the sort of thing that candidates for jobs should be doing
1: um i think if your gpa is really strong there's obviously nothing wrong with having a really strong gpa it's a you know it's really having a, um, you know, a solid to strong GPA is really your ticket to ride as such. So, you know, you need that degree to to get that ticket and the other things uh, obviously then have significant weighting as well. But, you know, obviously the higher the better, but it's not always sort of highest GPA wins um, and that's definitely the case with a lot of employers who are looking for this breadth. So some level of achievement let's say a credit average and above is a very common eligibility measure but um, if you can go stronger grades but definitely not to the detriment of the, the other the other factors
0: and do you find it all is that industry specific do they weigh differently compared to what sort of job you're going for
1: um, look in my experience not really it, it's a fairly broad and fair, you know very common thing that employers across a range of sectors and industries are looking for a level of of performance and background and and breadth across those areas we just talked about. Um, The one caveat might be, like I said before, that the GPA, you know, really high GPA might be a key measure for someone, like an area like actuarial um, studies or, you know, a top-end investment banker or something like that where they really want that um, academic uh, ability. Um, But... Um, On the whole, it's very much uh, and it's very common that employers cross-industry, cross-sector are really looking at, yes, GPA is a measure, but it's one of a number of measures.
0: Let's put this in a scenario, Uh, a student who's doing quite well with their studies, um, comes across an extracurricular experience uh, that could be really beneficial to them in the long run, but it could also uh, be at the detriment to their GPA. Um, You would recommend potentially looking into that extracurricular experience at the expense of that GPA?
1: I wouldn't say instead of, but definitely things like related internships, um, so work experience in a like environment is absolutely, um, you know, highly, highly valued by a lot of employers for obvious reasons. You know, you, you know what to expect and you sort of hit the ground running then in a, in a job that's a, like another job that you've done. So things like exchanges are sometimes interesting as well, where you go overseas, your GPA might drop slightly, but, but you know, you've got this great life experience and great stories to tell about resilience and, you know, different cultures and, and those kind of things. So... I think that just to be really careful of, you know, sub-credit average can sometimes be a barrier with, with a range of employers. There's often a bit of a credit or above sort of um, eligibility, in, uh, and that's not to say that everyone does that, but it, it is common. So credit and uh, credit average or above um, is always, and the stronger the better, but that would be um, maybe a, an insight to that you yeah. know, that idea
0: when students are looking at those sorts of opportunities those internships placements things like that is there any sort of advice or guidelines that you could recommend to the benefits that that will have for them is there any fear that anybody could be heading into like internships that aren't going to provide any sort of benefit and take advantage of people and how do you weigh up those sorts of opportunities
1: Yeah, again it really is a case by case i wouldn't like to give broad ranging advice that would suit everyone but i think anytime that i I think in a hierarchy sense of importance or relevance is, you know, is your internship that you're doing in a, you know, in a aligned industry or sector? In other words, is it in your degree area and is it something that you would want to do as a longer term career? Then, of course, those employability skills or experience you get out of that um, will be highly relevant and really valued by an employer. It's not to say, though, that, part-time job at um, you know Coles or um, a 7-Eleven store or at the local pool, um, there's logically a lot of really transferable skills with that. It's just transferable um, skills, while really valuable, are often more attractive if they're in an environment that's a like industry um, or the job type is very similar, yeah
0: coming back to that destination survey stat you were um, mentioning earlier about unemployment and for students currently studying right now, what is your best piece of advice uh, for them in terms of increasing their employability and making themselves as desirable as possible for their future?
1: Well, I think the, I mean, obviously it's a very common sort of, it's a common discussion um, and something that I talk about regularly with students um, and with universities is the earlier a student can think about their career journey or their even their graduate sort of outcome, you know, you know, shortly into their first year of study is the ideal time to start trying to you know navigate what what that environment is like. What can I be doing? And things like preparing for um, a real big milestone, you know, like an internship in your penultimate year is is a common sort of key milestone. Um, if if you're beyond that and you're into final year, then maybe don't let the year get too far on before you are applying to graduate jobs, which a lot of them get advertised, um, you know, in sort of the, the early part of final year for a lot of grads to, to then start the year after. So you don't want to be sort of the October, November sort of student that's completing exams for final year and, and then realise that the, the horse has bolted as such. So... Um, the other thing is really to lean on any resources that you can, you know, career services at universities are a great place to start with getting, you know, insights on things like, um, you know, resume or application process around recruitment process more broadly, what employers um, are active within the university. So there's a range of things that you can do, but really to think about your journey as a linear one from year one and really to build your awareness and skills across your university journey is a real core um, thing to ensure success um, and really to make sure that you're broadening those skills as we talked about before as much as possible. In other words, you know, being prepared to be involved in student societies to volunteer where possible, to get a casual part-time job through university, they're all things that really make a huge difference to your final outcome, I think. We
0: do have some great uh, career resources and uh, staff you can speak to. If you want to know more, head to usq.edu.au slash careers. Rowan, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Where can we find out more about ReadyGrad?
1: Um, you can simply go to readygrad dot com dot um, and and there's a whole range of information about what we do. Um, and sort of the key the key point maybe to leave with, beyond that is just to really ensure um, that you know students that the best journey that a student could have is to be authentic and real uh, and really to present themselves to employees in whatever environment that is, whether it's networking or um, a recruitment process or whatever it is um, that, you're authentic and real and sort of be yourself but be really aware that your your best professional self is the best tip that i could give around that as well
0: amazing thank you so much for your insight and uh for sharing with the podcast today thanks very much tom thanks for tuning into this podcast you can find more episodes on podbean itunes or usq social hub social.usq.edu.au That's it for this week. My name is Tom and I'll catch you on the next episode of How Would You Know?